What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Marriage Mondays here on the Two Feet on the Ground Gravity Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm your other host, Jamie. And today we're going to talk about being weary, worn out, and exhausted. Yeah, we're at the beginning of a new school year here, folks. And Jamie and I are having to push through to get into some new routines. And we wanted to share our experiences with you. I don't know, Jamie, what do you think? Do we give this a shot? Absolutely. Here we go. The last several years of my life have been dedicated to working towards a dream. And I didn't even realize it was a dream until a couple years ago, but I wanted to be a teacher. After subbing in the district for six years, I knew that this is where I wanted to be, having impact on the lives of our youth. And so I worked towards that dream. And I have this incredible opportunity to work at my dream location with my dream team, teaching my dream students in this incredible subject. And I am so blessed. So that means everything's going really good. Everything's great. And that means you feel good about it? Like no stress? Let me just tell you that I have poured myself out in these last two weeks, so much so I have nothing left at the end of the day for the people who are most important to me. And that's what I want to chat about. Yeah. And I've been in a very similar situation, folks. The last two weeks, uh, one of it has been me being part of uh, our, our county fair and me working a ton of extra hours, working a 60 hour week, and then moving into this first week of school. I'm kind of on that dream team as well, kind of kind of what Jamie just described. I was recently reassigned to uh, the division of our police department that engages our school district, provides school resource officers and community engagement, and I just really enjoy this stuff. I love working with kids and teachers and principals and school district officials because I love their hearts in in maturing and growing up our children. And so the fact that I'm back in this division has me so excited and I really am enjoying the work that I would have suspected that this is just, you know, super easy, hit it on cruise control. But instead, I've had a very similar stress response that Jamie has had. I'm wore out. I don't got a lot left. I, I'm given 100% at work, like truly 100% of my mental energy, my creative energy, and I get home and I just feel, I feel like I'm done. Like I need to just veg and not do anything. And actually some of my, like my capacity to show my my family more grace and more love has just been diminished. Uh, last night, uh, Jamie and I were having one of those nights of, hey, what's for dinner? And it's like, I don't know, what can we throw on something and heat it up in the microwave, you know? Of course, chips and cheese always is super easy. So grabbed leftovers, made some nachos. And I'm cooking that up for the both of us. And then Jamie's like, hey, I want French fries. I'm going to go get some French fries. And the tension that ensued following my French fry request, it was interesting. So why don't you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, I can't even, like this is totally unjustified emotional response, meaning I don't know why I felt the way I did. I know for a lot of years when, especially if I'm cooking a meal, when it's ready and it's hot, I want, I want everyone to come get into it. I want, I want to watch people enjoy 
the hot food that I just created for them. And when there's a delay in that, whether it be a kid isn't home because they're, they're returning from school or work, whether it's Jamie's busy in something, it increases the anxiety within me. Like I feel it start building up like, oh my gosh, the food's hot. It's going to get cold. We need to eat it now. And it's not rational because if the other people, Jamie, my kids, if they don't care about either having cold food or having to microwave it back up, then why do I care about it? But I felt this last night as Jamie's like, hey, I want French fries. And I'm like, okay, yeah, if you want French fries, go get French fries. But that's not the way I felt inside. I felt this tension towards her that I had made her nachos. And now she was going to leave to get French fries and the nachos were going to come out and I was going to eat alone. And then she was going to have cold nachos when she got back. And that just isn't a huge deal for me, but I saw him working through this. And I think Chris 10 years ago probably wouldn't have taken a second to analyze why am I feeling this way? Is it justified? But we're at a place right now where he does analyze and I'm super grateful for that. And I eventually talked with her about it once uh, my emotion was low and I was able to kind of laugh at myself and just be like, babe, this was totally irrational. This is how I felt when you when you left to get your French fries and while you were gone. And even after you got home and now you were eating cold nachos. So it wasn't like she wasn't able to eat the food, but I just, I felt a ton of tension. The, the anxiety and the stress response within me was strong. And here's the thing, folks. I don't think it was just about the nachos. I think this was more about the last couple weeks of our life. I think this was more about me working a 60-hour week and, and into the night shift and not seeing my wife for almost a week straight. There would be days when he would leave five minutes before I got home, and literally our only communication was a text. Yeah, and I, I think that played into this, this inability for me to process what was going on better. And, and again, I can't control that emotion, that emotional response that's coming up within me I can control what I do with it. And I don't think I would have felt it as strong if it wasn't for the last two weeks. This last week, again, new school year, school launches, and Jamie and I are both giving 100% of ourselves to our professional lives. And I will say that I think some of it is self-imposed for sure. Do I need to have the most aesthetically pleasing classroom? No but this has been my dream. And so I'm going to pour myself out there days ahead of when I'm supposed to be there with uh, time, with finances, because I have a vision in my mind of what I want it to look like. And I have a feeling that I want students to feel when they walk into my class. I want it to be a place of peace and somewhere they look forward to going to. So this is what I'm trying to create. And as I'm pouring myself out, it's 100% worth it, but I'm pouring myself out. Yeah, and I'm in the same boat. Honestly, most of the the stress I put on myself at work of all the things I need to get done, uh, you know, my boss gives me things that he needs me needs me to accomplish, but I put so much more on myself. And the folks I'm responsible for, they give me tasks to, to solve problems, but I'm putting a lot more stress on myself that I need to solve all their problems. And and so again, it it plays into that point that kind of that idea. We say, you know, what are your top priorities? And a lot of us would say our, our marriage, our kids are our top priority. But man, when I really strip that down, how am I investing my energies? 
uh, am I really making them my top priority? Now, there's times like two weeks ago where I just have to go out there and put in a 60-hour week. It just is what it is. That's what the mission calls for. But then on the back end, am I ready to reinvest the time into my family and make them that true top priority so that I just have more for them? I don't know, folks. I'm hoping that this is resonating with you. Either one, Jamie and I are mutants and we're the only ones experiencing this with a new school year. But my guess is, is that's not the case. Now, I'm not going to completely put it on us. So it's not all self-imposed. Are there any other factors that you can think about that are contributing to why we are completely pouring ourselves out here? Boy, it's just been, yeah, I mean, it's been a, a rough couple of years, right? I mean, there's reasons why we're we're putting a lot of energy into our jobs. I mean, we we both have a connection to the school district, to kids. We want to invest in those relationships, both the kid relationships and then our, our coworkers and the, the adult relationships as well. When it comes to our children, again, they have their own anxieties and stresses that, that they have going on that are contributing towards this. One thing we've noticed is over the last, boy, ever since we've had kids in school, uh, so I guess the last 16 years, a beginning of a school year is always more anxious for our kids. They're getting in new routines. They have a new teacher, new expectations, potentially new friends. And we've seen it in our daughters as Jamie and I have connected on date nights. And we've talked about, hey, how are our kids doing? Uh, do they need more of our energy in a subject or in, in something else? We've always identified at least one of our kids, sometimes multiple, that we really need to focus on for a while. And the beginning of the school year is often a season where we're pouring extra time and energy into helping them either get into good routines or understand a subject that's difficult for them and remember, hey, did you check your planner? Do you have homework tonight? Oh, you did it. Okay, let's remember to turn it in tomorrow. (laughs) You have it finished. You just did not turn it in. So establishing these routines at the beginning of the year is super important. Another thing that we have noticed with our kids is that um, certain ailments will happen. And our pediatrician has chimed in on this and just said, this is actually a physical response that kids often have to stress and anxiety. So it's yeah. normal. And for for those of you out there that don't have kids that are school age right now, either you're not there yet or you've graduated and you're an empty nester, uh, the beginning of a school year creates more stress for you. Uh, because right now, my guess is if you live anywhere near a school, all of a sudden now the traffic in your community is ridiculous. But wait, I leave like 10 minutes before I'm supposed to be there. Are you telling me I'm going to have to change my routine? Yeah, yeah. Leaving 10 minutes before you're supposed to be at work, folks, if you live near a school, is probably not going to work for you. And I saw this on the faces from some of our community members this week of just this, are you kidding me? And and it's it's tough, right? Because we're used to being in our routine, especially especially for the last three months where you were able to do this or that. And now that school's back in session, we have school zones that are flashing at 20 miles per hour. We have school buses that you can't pass. We have congested traffic. All of that, my guess, is adding to some of your stressors and making it more challenging for you to do what you normally do. Uh, with that, the, the busyness, James, are you and I connecting the same as we're, we're doing 
uh, we were doing before school started? Are you and I having the same amount of time together? We definitely don't have the same amount of time together. And of course, we know that's coming, right? We see it coming. We know that things are going to change. But even leading up to the school year, like you mentioned, you worked a lot extra. So we didn't like come into the school year being filled up on this relational closeness. So we've not had the time to connect or the energy to connect in a healthy way. Yeah. Another challenge for Jamie and I over the years is that we don't always agree on how to handle different situations, right? If, if one of our daughters is struggling, how do we respond to that? Uh, if they have a tough teacher, maybe we keep them in that class and we coach them through engaging a personality that they don't totally gel with. That's the reality of life, folks. I don't know about you, but I haven't always had the unicorn boss that I totally agree with, right? I've had a lot of great bosses, but I've also had some that, man, it was like oil and water, and I had to work through that relationship because it was my job. And so Jamie and I haven't always agreed here. Uh, when when a, one of our daughters is struggling through something, how do we respond to that? And uh, we, we've had to work through that over the years. Jamie, let's get into, I mean, these are some of our challenges. Uh, folks are going to have their own, and they're also going to have their own stress responses. And so let's get into some of the common stress responses, some of them that you and I have experienced, some of them our daughters have experienced. Uh, But it's good to know these because then when you experience them, you can have that mental check of, yep, this is normal. Uh, I'm having these new routines. I'm having this additional stress. And so when I experience this and I anticipate it, it's less distressing for me. One of the most frequent ones that we've seen between ourselves and our children is insomnia. And there's a lot of things you can do to combat that, but it's perfectly normal when you're changing your routine to experience a period of insomnia. Yeah. Another one is indigestion, folks, having stomach issues, GI issues. Uh, It's just common. It's a common stress response within us as humans. We've experienced it, but again, anticipating it so that when you experience it, then you can go, yep, this is super normal, and there's things I can do about it to help myself out. Chris referenced it earlier, but strong emotional responses as well. Is what the way you're responding, how you would normally respond, or are you responding in this manner because of different stressors on your life? Yeah, one one thing I don't experience as much, but I've seen this in my ladies, both Jamie and the girls, is headaches. Um, when When stress increases in life, when there's change, uh, I've seen them have a lot of headaches. And so again, knowing it, anticipating it, stocking up on some Tylenol, ibuprofen, being ready for it kind of helps us mitigate it a little bit. In the same vein, not just headaches, but body aches, like parts of your body, you're standing all day, or maybe you're just aching as a physical response to stress you're feeling. Yeah. The last one that we have written down here is a list, not that this is all exhaustive folks, Uh, but ones that we recognize is moodiness. And this is a big one. This is me last night as Jamie wants to go go get some French fries and and I don't want her to go. I'm having the strong emotional response. Jamie already talked about that. And I'm ready to kind of be a jerk. When she got home with those French fries, like I wanted to make some comment or some jab at her. I don't even know what I wanted to do. All I know is I, I knew I was being moody I knew it wasn't rational, and so I made a decision to keep my mouth shut. I knew I needed to work through my own moodiness. But if you anticipate it, 
hopefully when it happens, you can be have that self-awareness and identify that, hey, this isn't rational. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm actually going to create some separation from us because right now I'm going to be poisonous to this marriage relationship. And I'm going to wait until I get my emotions in check. And then I'm going to re-engage my spouse so that this doesn't interfere with our relationship. So what, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, rather than let these things rule our life, right? We have some measures we've taken in order to mitigate this. One of those things is great sleep and great sleep hygiene. We know the importance, thank you, Dr. Grossman, of having good sleep routines. And so as our week began, we made it a point to get to bed at a good time. Every night, it was super important. Yeah, we've set this up uh, for ourselves, folks. We have blackout blinds. We keep our house really cold at night. Almost freezing, and I love it. Yep. We have weighted blankets. Uh, In the past, we've done uh, lavender lotion. We've done chamomile tea. I, I have a book. Over the last three years, I've read, I think, three different books on President Lincoln. I'm really fascinated with his presidency, uh, that time period. And I'll tell you what, about three pages of a Lincoln book, a history book, folks, is going to put you out. Uh, next is hydration. As, as human beings, water, uh, good, pure water, not, uh, not caffeinated water, not uh, hop-infused water, not uh, all the other things that we do to our fluids to uh, make them more enjoyable at different times. Uh, just good, clean water, folks, and hydrating our body is going to help our body process stress. It's going to work those stress hormones through our body better. Another thing we decided to do, not just to aid in physical health, but to help our relational health, was we decided to get up early this week and go for a walk. Is it easy to pull yourself out of bed? No. But when I ain't worried by One Republic starts playing, it's a little bit easier because I immediately go to Top Gun Maverick. I bought Echo Dots. Hopefully you're not a computer nerd that can hack into our house out there, folks. But uh, That'd be weird. But uh, yeah, I set the alarm to that and kind of surprised her with it. And hey, babe, I really needed those walks. You and I just weren't having time. And I would say we, we kind of had some time at night, but we weren't using it to kind of debrief as well. We were so exhausted that we just weren't there to ready to talk about everything, right? We weren't. It was like a catatonic state at night where we are just like reeling from the day and preparing to go to bed. So having those walks in the morning was a twofold benefit in that it was a little bit of physical activity, got our steps up, and also gave us a time to connect or say nothing and talk about things that totally don't matter. But we need some of that kind of dead time in conversation to just be us. Can we do that again this week? Yeah, we'll do that. Let's do it until it gets cold out. You know, we're not going to go walk in a negative we're not. 20 degree weather or anything, folks. We'll we're just, not. Yeah, we'll figure out something else to do for exercise and, and togetherness. So this also filled up some time together for us, right? Because we're starting our day in this way, just he and I, and we're having the conversations, we're getting the steps in, and we're fulfilling that time that we desperately needed. The other thing we did this week with time together, folks, is... We have a routine at night where we retreat to a bonus room that we have. A lot of times we'll put on a movie or a show that we've already seen to where there's really zero commitment, meaning we don't have to watch it. Uh, we enjoy it. And, and we, I don't usually watch Jamie it. Jamie doesn't. She she knocks out and starts sleeping and snoring a little bit. But 
I'm okay with that because I just want to be next to her. I just need that time where I'm not doing anything with my brain, uh, but I'm next to my wife and having that time together. I literally feel my body just relax and get into a, a much better spot. Another thing we did this week, folks, man, it's never a bad time to do an ice cream run. Right. And right. I usually say I'm not getting any and I usually get some because they have new flavors. Yeah. Jamie's not into the ice cream and yogurt as much as the rest of the family, but just a great opportunity to to run. Go to McDonald's and get a cone. Go to a yogurt shop and, and heap on all these extra you know sugary toppings that just taste good. I don't know. Uh, it's a great chance to grab your kids because again, they're experiencing some of this stress as well. So let's do some special things like that that uh, that are just fun. Chris also took the girls to lunch this week. There was one day he was available to do that, and that was special for them. They got to go somewhere they wanted to eat, and it was kind of a thank you and a easy thing to do with them that they really appreciated. Yeah. Hey, folks, something that's important for us to do, if you have kids in the home, let's talk about this stuff. Uh, and actually, if you don't have kids in the home, Let's talk about this stuff with our spouses. Let's let's just be transparent. Hey, I'm feeling really stressed right now. I'm having insomnia. I have headaches. I'm feeling extra moody. I have these body aches. Let's have this open and honest dialogue with our spouses and with our kids so that we can normalize this stuff. This is really normal stress responses. There's, there's, there's nothing wrong with us. This is the way we should feel in times of increased stress. And now that we are feeling that way and we've normalized it, we're going to put some new routines or some routines we used to have, we're going to double down on them and and we're going to invest in these stress management skills to help ourselves, to help our spouses and to help our kids work through this. So the call to action today as we survive this stress in the worn out and exhausted and weary state is to love well and to take care of your body and mind. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Marriage Mondays. We want to hear from you folks. How are we doing here on the podcast? We're hoping that we're impacting people's lives. There's a few different ways you can communicate back to us. First and foremost, please follow us on whatever podcast platform you're consuming this on. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, you can rate and review us. There's five stars on our main page. We'd really appreciate a five-star rating. That will increase our viewability on those podcast platforms. However, folks, you've heard me say this before. They're your stars. If we haven't earned five stars, you keep them. Maybe shoot us an email instead at chris at gravityct.com. Let us know how to make it better. Give us future Marriage Monday topics or guests for me to interview. Remember, friends, getting married is easy. Staying married is really tough. So go and love well.